Hello, I'm Leanne Townsend, a family law lawyer and partner at Brody Thorning LLP. Welcome to Divorcing Well. In this week's episode, we talk about the important topic of divorce coaching. And I have, uh, I'm very grateful for the guests that I have on the show today. She's a wonderful, um, very experienced divorce coach by the name of Jennifer Donison. And uh, Jennifer is uh, a divorce coach who provides emotional support to her clients by guiding them through the difficulties that are posed uh, during the challenging times of separation and divorce. She helps with communication. She assists clients in managing their emotions and supports their ability to focus on the practical issues of divorce, which reduces the negative impact on clients and their family. It also reduces legal fees as well, because when you have a divorce coach there, that, that's, um, and I'm sure that's something that Jennifer will be discussing, um, for the, shifting from a romantic relationship to a healthy co-parenting relationship is difficult. Um, however, best for your children. And Jennifer works uh, as a parent coach. Um, and she's also a divorced mom of two. Um, she's worked hard to research and establish the tools she needs to help maintain and create a strong bond for single parents and their children. So welcome to the podcast, Jennifer. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me, Lana. Pleasure to be here. Now, where are you based out of? Because I'm trying to remember from when we spoke before. I'm based out of Toronto, but I work yeah. over, I guess Zoom has provided a lot of opportunity in that sense. Yeah, I guess like that's, that's true. You could probably, I guess you work with clients from all over now with Zoom being, you know, so easy and so accessible to people. Which is a definite benefit of it, yes. So why don't we start off by having you tell listeners, what exactly is a divorce coach? Well, I think you did a wonderful job of explaining it, but basically a divorce coach is just a professional who helps navigate individuals through the different stages of divorce, whether it's emotional, communication, co-parenting, how to make the meetings with their lawyers more effective and efficient, that type of thing. And just, you know, I see a lot of divorce coaches out there and I'm wondering if someone needs credentials to be one and if, you know, and what sort of credentials someone should look for when they're looking to hire a divorce coach. Well, I think that the path to becoming a divorce coach, I imagine, can lead from a variety of different things. It could be a trained coach, a mediator, a lawyer even. Um, In my case, I'm a trained and certified parent coach and mediator. However, my experience of going through a lengthy, difficult, litigated divorce, in my opinion, was the best training of all because the research, mistakes, and pain that I experienced was very helpful in becoming knowledgeable, empathetic, and passionate about helping others through this difficult process. That makes sense. I mean, I know even in my experience as a lawyer, I draw on my own personal experience as someone who's divorced and someone who's been through, you know, various issues with my ex and how, you know, I I find it's always helpful when you know firsthand how your clients feel um, when you're helping them navigate through something. Absolutely. Now, what's the difference between, say, a divorce coach, a lawyer, and a therapist? Well, I get that. I get asked that question a lot. So a lawyer gives legal advice. I don't give legal advice. I I help with the conversations between my clients and their lawyers to make them more effective and efficient. But I definitely do not give uh, legal advice. A therapist will usually speak about what got you to this point and starting from the beginning, really um, just 
going through all the different um, events in your life. And that's very helpful. But my position is to find out where you are now to set goals for the future and to help you attain those goals. So we're looking future, life after divorce, what your life looks like in two years from now in the best uh, ideal world. And then we continue to work on those goals and get there together. Now, would someone need um, potentially both a therapist and a coach? I definitely think that they can work hand in hand because it's always good to know best about yourself. And the most, uh, I think knowledge is power. And the more you know about yourself and why you act certain ways, the more you can be in control of your emotions. And I think that's, that's really important. What are some of the benefits of using a divorce coach? Well, not only can it keep the legal fees down and help the individuals make decisions that are not based on emotion, which is obviously something that can cost a lot of money and time, but I I really try to help my clients make decisions that are best for them and their family. So we try to separate maybe their emotional. A lot of times there's one person who is more ready for the divorce than the other. So trying to get them they're together and to move forward. But um, I work specifically hard to help with the transition from a romantic relationship to a positive co-parenting one. My interest is always trying to keep the children as unaffected as possible by the divorce and to make them feel as supported and loved by both parents. And I, I find that a lot of times children um, will, will receive vibes from the parents, whether they're saying things in vain about the other or not, but they'll feel the negativity and they'll feel the, the stress and, um, It's really important to relieve the children as much of that as possible so they can speak freely about mom or dad in front of each other and not feel like they have to hide things. You want the children to feel as supported and guided as possible and uh, create an environment for them to do that in. Now, do you work with children yourself or are you just working with the parents? I work with parents. I always say that I'm working for the children through the parents. Right. That makes sense because obviously well-supported parents... Uh, and who who work together well as co-parents are going to be the best parents for their children. So it only benefits the kids. You bring up a good point. I feel that a lot of times people disregard themselves and they think, oh, what can I do for my kids? How am I supposed to make sure that my kids are best taken care of? And my answer is always they have to make sure that they are the best person they can be. They have to have self-love. They have to make sure that in the time that they can take care of themselves when, let's say, the children are with the other parent or they have that time, they should really focusing on being the best them that they can so that when the children are with them, they're able to be present and happy and in the best mental space that they can be to provide that 100% uh, attention and quality time with their children that that they'd really like to do. Yeah, that's so true. It always goes back to that saying, like, you can't pour from an empty cup. Um, And, you know, that's, I think a lot of, a lot of us parents have a hard time sometimes learning that, particularly through the stress of divorce. But, um, you know, I I know through my own experience and what I see with clients that, you know, if you, if you just completely let yourself get run down, you're no good to anybody. Exactly. It's so important for sure. So I know one of the benefits you mentioned of using a divorce coach is that it keeps legal fees down. So how would you say it does that? Like why, why, why is that often a result of using a divorce coach? 
Well, I'm sure, Leanne, as you know, that you probably have some clients that come to you and express a lot of emotional issues. So they'll tell you what happened last night or how you're so mad that this fight happened or how he or she is not complying with this or that. And there's all these different emotional um, aspects that come to the table that as much as I'm sure you, you feel for your client, there's nothing really that you can say from a legal perspective that can help. So it's better for them to leave that aside and speak to somebody who's going to not fuel the fire, someone who's going to be a neutral and a sounding board, let's say, where they can come to me, they can talk about everything that they're feeling, we can discuss it, put things in perspective, so that they're not going to be um, speaking to, let's say, a family member or a best friend, or somebody who's really going to be on their side and be like, yes, you know, they shouldn't have done that. And, and you can get this and you should fight for that. Because as you know, every different situation is specific. And we need to find creative solutions for their specific family. And hearing what your neighbor did or what so and so did is never going to help your specific situation. So when clients come to me, and they'll express all of their emotional um, uh, upsets, and I'll be able to work it through them and put it in perspective, when they come to someone like you, and they're going to be able to be directed in the best way with what to bring to you. So we can leave out A, B and C and just bring this to you. So you can focus on what you do in the legal side of things. And the clients can focus on the emotional side of it with me. And that being said, I'm sure that everyone knows that legal fees are not cheap. It's very expensive to go to a lawyer and my fees are substantially less, which helps reduce the costs because if they're spending an hour with me compared to an hour with you, we all know how hours build up and all of a sudden they're able to, to save a lot of money in, in that regard. Yeah. And that's so true. I mean, that's what I tell my clients. Like I you know, believe I'm an empathetic person and I certainly can be a sounding board and I'm certainly compassionate and happy to listen to my clients. But when they are using me to speak about non-legal issues, they're still being billed at my hourly lawyer's rate. And, you know, I sometimes, sometimes they don't care, <laughs> um, but sometimes, you know, they get the bill and they're like, wow, I didn't realize I was you know, kind of calling and venting or calling and discussing so much non-legal stuff. And, you know, that's again, where a coach can, I think really makes, can really make a difference. And, and to add to that, I find that those, those lawyer letters that go from one um, council to the other also get very expensive. And sometimes those letters can be just a simple conversation or bridging the gap of communication where I can work with my clients. So I work with clients individually or I work with them as a team to co-parent. And when I'm working with them as a team, if the conflict is high, sometimes I'll ask them not to speak to each other at all. And I will be their form of communication. So if they're going to write an email, let's say, they'll write it to me. I'll make sure to take out any trigger point or anything non-related to what they actually want to get out of the communication. And I will send it to the other party so that they don't feel that stress and all of the anxiety that people usually get from getting a lawyer's letter. It's extremely scary to receive a letter that you don't know what's inside and all of your anxiety comes up. And, and you just, even if it's something very simple, it is expensive and it puts your mental health at risk. So I really try to communicate with the parties both on a much um, calmer and more amicable way so that they don't have to fight over every little issue. And that also saves them money at the end of the day as well. That makes sense. Um, one of the issues you touched upon a little earlier was uh, the importance of, of, you know, kind of trying to take emotion out of 
your legal decisions or your you know decisions directly to do with the legal issues. Um, and I agree that is really important. Why don't you tell listeners like why is that important? Well, as I touched slightly on before, usually one party is more um, ready to divorce than the other. And it's not always even keeled. And unfortunately, sometimes if what led to the separation was, it could be, let's say, um, someone was unfaithful or it could be anything, but one party sometimes holds a lot of resentment or both parties can. And instead of making a decision based on what's best for my family, for example, I believe that 50-50 parenting would be great because he's a great father or she's a great mother, but because they hurt me, what I'm going to do is I'm going to fight for that because I know it's going to hurt them. And what I try to do is I try to take all of the pain away from it and say, I know that you're hurt. I know that your relationship didn't work out because you're here, but we have to focus on what's really important, which is the kids. They're the most vulnerable in this situation. They're the ones who are going to be um, affected by this. So if we're able to take out all of the anger and frustration and everything else that you have around your relationship and how it ended and just focus on what are my goals? Where do I see my co-parenting relationship in a couple years from now? Am I going to be going with my co-parent to different events for my child or being there at doctor's appointments? Am I going to be able to um, put aside all of my issues and think about what's best for our children? Because having mom and dad there to support them through different things in their lives always makes them feel more loved and supported and and who doesn't want that for their kids you know exactly put aside their differences and really focus on the decisions for what's best for their family i think that they're they're miles ahead i agree um now without getting into your specific fees um you know just generally speaking how much do divorce coaches cost well, that's a good question. I, you know, I haven't really researched my, my competition's rates. I just know, um, I mean, I can just be very upfront and transparent. Sure. My fees, I charge $120 an hour if I'm working with an individual. And if I'm working with both parties, so if I'm doing the communication and I'm helping them, I, I do some mediation things as well. It's 200 an hour, which is typically split between them. And um, when I say I, I assist lawyers with doing things that the lawyers um, would have a lot of, um, it, would, it would take a lot of time for the lawyers to do so. For example, if the, the parties are separating household items and they can't decide on things, but going to a lawyer would cost them an arm and a leg. I'll sit with them and, and I've done this recently where it'll take a couple hours and we'll go through all the items in every room and we'll make sure that everybody is, I guess nobody's really extremely excited at the end of the day, but if they're both able to live with their decisions and move forward, I'm able to assist them in that and to think about creative options in order to make both parties able to move forward. And it just, it helps having that that sort of neutral there trying to guide them as opposed to fighting through lawyers and making it a great expense that would be more than any of the items would cost anyways. Right. No, that's, I I find when I have clients fighting about things like that, it's frustrating. And I mean, I feel, I'm not saying you're doing this, but I feel like lawyers get blamed a lot, but uh, you know, I find when I have a client who's driving that and the other spouse is driving it, you know, and I'm saying, you know what, like, look at what you're paying me to be fighting about this and they're saying, I don't care. Um, 
it's funny how, you know, again, that goes back to the emotion being involved in, you know, the, the behavior and the decision making. But I mean, you mentioned your fees and, you know, that's obviously substantially less than, you know, most lawyers. I know, you know, it's certainly much less than what I charge for an hour of my time. So it's definitely cost effective for somebody to coach for some of these things. Um, now, what sort of qualities would you say are important in a, in a divorce coach? So if someone's, um, you know, out there and they want to hire a divorce coach, what are some of the qualities they should look for? Well, I think a general knowledge of family law is very important because although I wouldn't give uh, legal advice, still knowing, I guess, whichever city you're in, what the, the general rules kind of are. Um, also being empathetic, being a good listener, being able to be a neutral, because a lot of times I find people will side with one person or another, but I think it's really important to take that very, uh, that back step and just look at everything and try to take your own emotion out of it. It's difficult sometimes for people to do, but I think that um, in doing so, you're really able to be that neutral sounding board that really helps through the process. And I think also being very positive and having a good outlook and, and knowing that there's life after divorce. I mean, I know from personal experience going through it, you almost feel like the world is crumbling. But if you know that you can get through it and there's so many amazing things to look forward to and you have somebody who's reminding you and showing you and continually pushing you to be the best version of yourself, it's, it's a pretty good transition to get there as opposed to doing it by yourself and and going through all the ups and downs it's it's important to have somebody who's going to support you and guide you through the whole process um when in the process should is the best time for someone to hire a divorce coach do you think well, I've been hired on during different stages of the process, so whether it's at the end where now they want to co-parent, whether it's in the middle where they're just not getting along, or if it's at the beginning where they don't know where to go. I have people that come to me sometimes and say, um, my spouse and I have just decided to separate. What do I do? And it's, it's interesting because there's not a lot of information out there. You know, you can research it, but, you know, to really know what's best for you in your specific situation, it is important to speak to somebody. And there's so many different options available, you know, whether it's mediation or arbitration or collaborative law or litigated law. There's just so many things that's overwhelming for people when they're going through the emotional side of things. And I feel that if people come to me at the very beginning, we can sit down and have a discussion on what their situation is and what would be best for their specific dynamic moving forward. And um, I feel the earlier they come on board, especially with children, the uh, more chance and opportunity there will be to salvage any type of relationship because sometimes those type of things get diminished by things that you say and by the actions that you take. And if you're able to remain amicable to some extent and to make sure that the words that you're saying aren't going to affect the relationship forever, it, it's probably in the best interest to, uh, to get that done sooner than later. Now, if somebody's out there, one of the listeners, for example, and they only have, you know, somewhat limited funds and they're going through a divorce, they know they have to hire a lawyer, um, but they're not sure, you know, should they use whatever remaining money they might have um, for a coach or for a therapist? How, how do they make that decision? What is the best support for them? 
Well, that's a really interesting question because I think it really depends on their, on their mental state. Uh, I feel that as we touched on before, if they are going to hire a lawyer, it definitely would help keep the legal fees down when they have someone to explain what would be beneficial to bring into the meetings. And that would automatically pay for itself as a divorce coach. But a therapist would be extremely helpful to, um, to get through the process as well. I, I don't know what to say to that. I think that everyone that needs to, to speak to a therapist, um, it could benefit them in, in, a very, in, in a very good way, especially during this time. But I feel that a divorce coach would keep the costs down and would help them guide it through this. Because as mentioned, it is very difficult to know where to go, what the next steps are. And if you have someone on your side who isn't fueling the fire, it would probably get you through it in more of a cost-effective way. So maybe that there's leftover money to do both. <laughs> um, now, what types, like in terms of your own services, what types of programs do you offer? In terms of step-by-step -step what we do? Um, yeah, or, or do you, and do you work with individuals? Do you work with groups? Do you have workshops? Like what, what, what types of things do you offer? Well, I, I started a page on Facebook called Step-by-Step -Step Family Solutions. And what that is, is it's a platform that people who are going through the process can come and browse and they can see different professionals that are in the industry and who they are. So what I, I my goal was is for people to become more familiar with different professionals. So I'll have different lawyers coming on to speak. So clients will be able to see lawyers speaking what they stand. I'd like to come on. <laughs> I, I would love that. I would love that. Please, we'll, we'll send you that. That'd be great. But um, yes, I definitely, I have lawyers, I have financial specialists, I have life coaches, I have health and wellness coaches, I have people who are realtors that specifically deal with people going through divorces. Um, I, I thought it was important to create a platform like that because when people go into uh, a separation, I find a very common thing is they'll Google best lawyer in Toronto, you know, and, yeah. and that's, that's all they know what to do. But if they're guided a little bit and they can see a face and how people speak and how people uh, will interact with, with clients, it, people tend to be attracted to a certain type of person. And I believe that there's a, a professional for everyone specifically, whether they're more aggressive or more soft-spoken, more empathetic, whatever it may be. And it's good to have that um, connection before they have to go and pay $600 for a consultation. So I also do question and answer periods where I'll have live Q and A's where people will come and they'll ask questions. And I have a lawyer that I work with who will answer them. And I have different professionals, a financial specialist who will, who will uh, answer different questions as well. And I believe that it's helpful for people when they don't know where to go or where to start. So that's, that's that. Um, I also, I, I work with individuals, like I said, or I do work with both co-parents trying to bridge the gaps. If people are interested in me coming to support them, whether they go to the lawyer meetings or whatever it is, I am available to support them because my clients and I form really close relationships because they, they trust me. I'm there for them. I'm in their corner and everything we speak about is obviously just confidential between the two of us, even if I am working with both parties. So there's a very strong relationship that's formed and built through the trust and through getting them through it. I, I keep in contact with, with almost all of my clients just to check in on them because I start to develop. Um, obviously, I care about them and I want to make sure that, that they're okay afterwards as well. That's great. Now, do you work with primarily with people in sort of the, the greater Toronto area or do you work with people all over the place? 
All over the place, really. I mean, more so in Ontario than anywhere else because there are different laws in different provinces. So I like to be more informed on family law where, where I am because I know that it's different when you, when you venture out. But, um, you know, I work with people from London, from Guelph. I have a client. I have someone in Oshawa. Um, lots of them are, are more so in, uh, in Toronto, but really all over. And then if one of the listeners or, you know, many of the listeners, you know, like what you're saying and they'd like to work with you, how can they find you? My website is mychildrenandme.com. And uh, I have a contact page there where you can contact me. And uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where they can contact me. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I think you provided some really helpful information of the benefits of divorce coaching and I love the, um, the platform that you were talking about that you have with different experts and whatnot, you know, coming on. Because I, I find the same thing even with social media, that when people can actually see someone talking, um, they can tell if, you know, whether they like that person or whether they feel like they can trust that person. Right. And it makes a big difference, I think. They don't feel like they're going in just completely cold when they decide to, you know, retain someone or at least schedule a consultation. Yeah, they feel like they know you a little bit already and what you stand for. And, and it's important. I think that, you know, when you're going to pay so much money to a professional to help you get through this extremely difficult time in your life, you want to feel comfortable. And I think it's really important to do that. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. I really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you, Leanne. I appreciate it very much. And thank you to all my listeners. Uh, please listen, subscribe, like, uh, and refer others to my podcast. And thank you for joining us today, everyone. Thank you for joining me on Divorcing Well. If you have any separation or divorce questions, you can get in touch with me via my website at www.leannetownsend.ca.